0: She just made a beatbox sound. I made a fart noise and I'm not embarrassed about it.
1: Welcome back to the Random Theory Podcast. I'm Grace, and today we have a really special guest. We have Brian with us today.
0: Hello, everyone. I'm Brian.
1: This is Brian, and he beatboxes.
0: Beatbox Brian.
1: Yes. So today, he's going to do a little bit of that, and we're going to talk about how vocal cords work. Because Brian taught me this really cool thing um, about if your head gets cut off, hopefully none of your heads ever get cut off. Yeah, it's kind
0: of a weird Things start it's okay. It's okay. you brought it up. Yeah, welcome.
1: <laughs> welcome to the podcast. It's Woo-hoo! a little crazy around here. But yeah, what happens if your head gets cut off with your vocal cords?
0: So your vocal folds are just down here in your larynx, just like flopping. And if you were to get your head cut off right above that and your vocal folds were activating, you know, just doing their thing, they would basically just sound like <laughs> you know. But the rest of your face, all of this, the the lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue, the articulatory (laughs) tools, all of these things. Whoa,
1: that was that was good. Yeah.
0: So all of these different components allow words and sounds and stuff. Uh, But the vocal folds themselves do a lot of different things as well. But sometimes your vocal folds are doing the exact same thing, but then everything else changes. And it's crazy how many different sounds you can have come out of that. And I'll give you a demonstration if you'd like.
1: Yeah. Give us a little preview. Give us a preview. Okay.
0: So here's something fun. Your vocal folds you can just uh drop an octave so you can go oh and then you can change your mouth. So your vocal folds are doing the same thing. Ooh. Mm-hmm. you know, all that type of stuff. They call it the that is so- the throat Sing. singing
1: having it in my ears because like our listeners if you're listening you have headphones on like <laughs> it's such a weird feeling because like you can almost like feel the vibration because like you drop so low of an octave and it's like such a like a heavy vibration it's it's so sick
0: and then you can try to drop it even lower than that so there's the first sub harmonic and then the second sub harmonic and beatboxers Ooh. call this Throat bass, the first one, and then they call it vibration bass for some reason. I-, I think everyone will call things different names. Beatboxers aren't like anatomically correct all the time.
1: Sure. I mean, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. The <laughs> thing about beatboxing is like, there's not a rule book for it. Yeah. There, like, it's just kind of like you guys discover, oh, my mouth and vocal cords and muscles can do this thing, and now I'm going to do this thing. Like- yeah.
0: There's like, there's new sounds being invented every day. Like, <laughs> they call that the lip roll. And you're that's breathing so in sick. and and bass happens you're breathing
1: and in when you do that yeah not out
0: yeah weird huh
1: wow i would have thought it was the opposite
0: yeah and the weird thing is it, it makes it a little bit cleaner when you're on a microphone because there's not air there's not plosives that's like a powerful sound when you have a microphone up close and if you have headphones on you can hear those notes yeah um, and you can control like the saturation any of my vo- uh, music producers out there you know <laughs> the the sine wave you can add more high frequency content anyway actually that's a good demonstration of what your vocal folds are doing they're just like flopping and then my mouth is changing that sound yeah it's making the different things happen there and then you have your inward uh, oh, yeah. Um, gonna, this anyways, is so crazy. There's just a lot of different crazy bases you can do. But Yeah,
1: I think the crazy part is so many people look at beatboxing, which to me, I look at it and I'm like, there's no way I can do it. But as we discussed before we started the podcast, anyone can beatbox. We all have vocal cords. It just takes practice and understanding how it works. So give us a little background on how you even discovered you could do this. We have this podcast on talents and like learning new things. And I think this folds in very nicely to that because, you know, you can pick up a new talent at any time and discover something new. So tell us how you discovered it, how you came to love it, how you came to do it, because I feel like that's really inspiring for people listening that want to go down this road.
0: There was this time when I was like, you can basically invent your own talent so like you don't have to be born you can just like learn new things and you can be talented yeah. you can just practice stuff and and so i, I was like oh, i want to learn how to juggle okay and, uh, and i was practicing and i kept dropping these juggling balls on the ground and i realized the time spent like getting down to pick up these juggling balls was like wasted so anyway what i did is um <laughs> i pushed my bed into the corner of the room And I was just on my knees on my bed juggling so that if I messed up, then I could just very quickly just keep going. That's actually brilliant. Yeah, it was like a funny time of life where I was just trying to learn as many new talents as possible. And like I learned how to play the ukulele and then I learned how to ride a unicycle. And so I was like the ukulele unicycle guy (laughs) like (laughs) riding around my neighborhood.
1: (laughs) Can you still like (laughs) ride a unicycle? How long did it take you to learn to ride a unicycle?
0: Yeah, that's another funny story. I (laughs) I was on a film set years ago um and there was this woman there that had a unicycle and okay i was like
1: you're riding on one wheel
0: like it was my first time ever seeing one yeah, in person it she's was like, a one
1: wheel before a one wheel yeah like.
0: exactly <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's the og um and she lets me try it she's like oh it's fun here come come like you know and so she like puts me on and you have to kind of start like leaning back yeah and you hold the seat and put one foot on the on the thing. anyway and <laughs> it's like I'm hanging on to two people just like, yeah. like trying to not die as I'm like wheeling on this thing. And it's counterintuitive because when you go forward, you lean back, you know, so you have to like lean forward first and then pedal. Yeah. Um, to keep your balance. Anyway, I for my 17th birthday, my parents were like, what do you want? Because in my family, you would like get uh, like one gift or something. Right? Yeah, and so, yeah, yeah. So what I asked for... <laughs> You know, 16, 17 people are asking for cars normally. I asked for a unicycle. <laughs> <And>
1: so <laughs> That's so I, amazing on so many levels. Yeah, so
0: I'm like rocking my unicycle and and it was similar. So I learned that if I want to learn this thing as fast as possible, I have to make it so I can like fail faster. Like after I fail, I need to be able to try again more quickly so
1: that is such a good point sorry big side note i am such a fan of failing because it's the only way to learn so literally coming from brian that is a superb beatboxer don't be afraid (laughs) to fail because you learn in those failures so correct 10 out of 10 like point there
0: thanks Uh, yeah i agree yeah Uh, the way that i kind of took that mentality with unicycle was i found A fence that I could grab onto that was the right height, and it took me like a day to be able to unicycle along this. It was our deck, sure, yeah, little this about this high, and uh, unicycle down the side, and unicycle back, and then eventually I was able to kind of go backwards and like start bunny hopping and doing (laughs) twists and stuff. And then I got to the point where I literally broke my unicycle because I went too hard. I'm like unicycling off at like a table and I jump and I land and it folds the wheel in half. And I was like, I need to level up my unicycle game. And so I've actually broken two unicycles from going too hard.
1: That's so fun.
0: I started playing drums when I was 13. It was my first instrument. and uh, drums. How many
1: instruments do you play?
0: I played guitar right after that. And then uh, ukulele and bass, and then the keys just a little bit. And then I've played like little hints of some other. Instruments here and there, but beatboxing is the one that it's attached to my face, right? So I have it with me all the time. So yes. it, by default, it's the one that I practice the most, and it's the one that I got like the best at. In it's to the easiest one others. to
1: access all the time. Yeah, you can do it in the car, exactly, like, <laughs> whenever you want. And <laughs>
0: it's the same concept. Like you can fail faster and, and yeah. keep going because it's always there. And like if you're gonna try to learn how to play guitar, make sure you get a guitar stand because study show. That on average, people will practice like way more if your guitar is more accessible. So you yeah. put it on your stand rather than in the case. Makes um, sense. It's just right there. You can <laughs> practice for five minutes, put it down. And then 20 minutes later, yeah. you know. <laughs> and yeah, beatboxing, I started learning when I started playing drums. I feel like all drummers kind of beatbox a little bit. And like, I, I mean, sure, to my because
1: they're talking about the beat that they're trying to create in their head. Yeah. And um, produce So it kind of makes sense that like they would beatbox a little bit.
0: So yeah, like my friend Key and he was like, teach me some, you know, just like some, some beats and we're just, oh yeah, that one. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm like trying it on my drum set when I get home. And eventually I just learned that carrying around a whole drum set to gigs and stuff is... The word it's so like <laughs> such a headache like and you have to yeah. mic all your drums it's such a t- a chore to play yeah. drums it's super fun drums mm-hmm. are like my favorite instrument to play and I I guess there's something in my brain that makes me rhythm based than other like I really like numbers and math and stuff and I actually learned recently if I'm if I have to count really fast it's easier for me to count to eight a bunch of times rather than to counting eight. to ten. And I can count to 64, then 128, you know, like in multiples of basically two to the power of seven. Sure. And yeah. Because the rhythm is I'm like, that's how my brain works.
1: But you count in eight. So it makes sense.
0: Yeah. And And like I can feel the rhythm. And so I can keep track of it a lot easier if something's base two. So like a computer <laughs> zeros and ones, you know, versus base ten. <laughs> think we have 10 fingers that's probably why we do base 10 but our brains don't really anyway we're going nerd mode right now it's okay i'm all
1: about nerd mode nerd mode is the best mode
0: so my brain for whatever reason really likes rhythm and uh i would just beatbox all the time yeah to the detriment of everyone around me (laughs) (laughs) everyone was so annoyed i'm standing in line um at disneyland i remember i'm sitting there making some sounds and (laughs) i remember my dad's like yeah, Brian, that probably sounds better in your head than it does out here. So, like, could you not?
1: <laughs> that's the most classic dad line I have ever heard. Like, yeah. that is such a dad line. Like, that's hilarious. Yeah,
0: I made sure to put me in my place. And I was like, yeah, I'm not a beatboxer yet, but
1: maybe someday. One day,
0: one day. Yeah. And at that point, I didn't even know that a beatboxer was a thing.
1: I mean, and I feel like a lot of people don't. Yeah. I feel like, because you're in acapella, correct?
0: Yeah, I've done acapella. Yeah, yeah. so
1: like in that world, yes. But I feel like there's so many people that are not in acapella, don't even understand the science of how the sounds are made, that really make it difficult for them to like tap in. And as you and I have discussed, telling someone how to make a sound isn't always necessarily easy. It sounds cool, but like trying to explain which muscles to engage is tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's like also super fascinating why it's like so important to like try and try and try with beatboxing Because like you don't get it right the first time like just got to keep going until you do <laughs>
0: Yeah, and you have to just like allow yourself to feel so dumb You're like i'm making fart sounds with my face right now and I feel really dumb, but eventually it might be cool <laughs> And that's, yeah, like so many people are scared of just like being novice at something. And I, me too, like I, sometimes it's scary to go try some new thing Yeah, because you just know that it's, you don't, you don't want to just look dumb doing it, you know? And so you have to like kind of practice in secret and stuff to do. So uh, yeah, I joined an acapella group. um, Mm -hmm. Like I watched the movie Pitch Perfect and that was when I first discovered that there are beatboxers out there and that's like something that people do. And I also listened to dubstep and like all types of crazy electronic music growing up. And I heard reaps one he was probably the first beatboxer that i heard of someone was saying that they like collaborated with him on something and i was like oh let me check it out and that's when i really started practicing because it was necessary and then i learned how to beatbox on a mic and stuff like that and and from there it's just it's just <laughs> unlimited like singing's fun because Again, it's an instrument attached to your face or yes, whatever yeah. you have it, and maybe you know, like some vocal people out there might not agree with this. Like people, people can continue to grow their voice. Yeah, you know, forever. For me, I just kind of hit a plateau with my voice. But sure. beatboxing, it's almost exponential. Like the more sounds you learn, just like it just unlocks new things. You're like, like, like you are
1: adding tools to your tool chest, like yeah. of things that you can do. Yeah. Um. Yes, quote unquote, everyone can sing. I cannot sing. <laughs> But I feel like beatboxing is different because there are no rules. There aren't like these special like notes that you have to be able to hit it's kind of just making it up as you go and being like oh wait that was cool and I think what's cool about the beatboxing community from the little bit that I've learned is like you're right it is always shaping and evolving and you guys have to work in collaboration with one another and I think that is like such a powerful thing because there's not a lot of places where like collaboration is very important like even though you are your own instrument I think it's so cool that like you guys can work together to create sound and layer and play off one another and end up creating this like wild sound that doesn't even feel real.
0: Like when you were talking about that it made me think of the movie Pitch Perfect again. And in that movie, they are the whole goal is to win the ICCAs. It's like a real competition. But a few years ago, um the ICCA Open, like for anyone to join. Oh, um, wow. The the grand prize is $25,000. The group that won it was a two-person duo and they're beatboxers shut up yeah Chris Elise and Jean Shinozaki I forgot how you pronounce her last name yeah like they're going against like these 18 person acapella groups right. and it's these two dudes that just make insane bass with their face and, and like they're super musically inclined like these guys play all the instruments too yeah and they're just like you know geniuses and they go and just just win it like <laughs> Just oh, let's enter this acapella thing that that movie was about, and they win again. It just it it's it's fun to like work with other beatboxers and stuff because of how different and new it is. Mm-hmm. Like beatboxing was kind of invented in the eighties. People during rap battles, like if the drum machine wasn't there, then yeah. someone would you know someone's up there doing their beat, and those guys were like the granddaddies of beatbox, and it was kind of because of microphones too. So yeah, opera and full orchestral pieces and Mm -hmm. stuff they didn't have amplification for for the longest time makes sense so you would go into this place that was built specifically to amplify the music in a special like the building is built with certain dimensions and stuff so that the people that are listening can hear it and Mm -hmm. like certain seats have the best sound versus other ones so those ones cost more apparently whatever and now electricity and like speakers and microphones and stuff totally allowed for like a new horizon and that's kind of when beatboxing was able to do its thing too so like if you uh play a bass that's not plugged in Mm -hmm. it's quiet you know but then you plug it in and suddenly it's like huge doing the it's so if you are listening without a subwoofer right now that probably sounds kind of quiet and weak but if you listen with headphones or something that has bass you can hear the low frequency of that it's the same and uh, those different notes. That's crazy. Um, and there's like this 15-year-old Chilean beatboxer that would melt anyone's brain. And and, <laughs> and like there's just like these young, insane beatboxers yeah. coming up. And, and, and that never happened before. So I'm just excited about the future of, of what people can do with their face. As long as these young beatboxers aren't doing damage. And that's yeah, scary.
1: How easy is it to damage your throat? beatboxing is it easy or is it one of those things that it's a little bit more challenging to damage your voice than you would think
0: oh you can definitely damage it in fact i was doing a video call with uh d if any beatboxers out there definitely know d he's a world champ he's like mm-hmm. one of the best beatboxers on the planet and he shows me opens his mouth his uvula is ripped in half he's got a, like a like dangly little chunk from his uvula from doing uh snore bass what which i he said don't do it and i wasn't doing it anyway but and he's like dude i literally was like going hard practicing for some beat the ne- or for some competition the next day so i was like doing all these crazy beats and then i went to sleep and i woke up and i was like coughing up blood and he goes and looks and he's got a freaking dangly uvula like ripped it in half
1: that is insane and then
0: goes to the doctor and the doctor's like well i mean it's like what do you want us to do and like he's like i'll <laughs> we'll just keep it it's my little Souvenir. memento yeah yeah <laughs> So yeah, it's it's very easy to damage these little guys. Um, your I, vocal folds, or yeah,
1: I think what's the width of your thumb. Yeah, the width of your thumb. Like if you look at your thumb, that's how wide they are. And I think what's crazy is that if we didn't have vocal cords, we would have no voice at all. Like when you're breathing and you're exhaling, like the air that's pushing through those vocal for- folds. Like thinking about it, I feel like I can feel mine moving when I talk, even though I can't probably. But like it's one of those things that like when you consciously think about your voice. You're like, wait, how does it actually happen? Like, it's it's like this pressure that's coming through your body that's and eventually moving through your vocal cords and then comes out of your face. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, it's the only way to like talk about because you're talking about these concert halls and how they were built a certain way, but that's what gives each of us this unique voice and pitch and whatever sound is coming out of your mouth is the way your mouth is shaped and i think what's really cool is how you were talking earlier about um kids in speech classes oh yeah i think that was like a really cool tidbit if you could like talk about that for like a minute because that was like so cool yeah because like, beatboxing isn't just like a thing you do for fun like it's actually changing kids lives too and i think that's yeah. so cool
0: this yeah you're, this is definitely something we should talk about one of the american beatbox champs i think he gave a ted talk i'm pretty sure and uh, he spoke about how his mom, I believe, is a speech pathologist or something, right? Yeah. Like, and then does speech classes and helps people with speech impediments and things like that learn how to say their fricatives and their T's and their Z's and, and sounds like that. And he's like, mom, why don't we like teach them beatboxing? And so <laughs> apparently they've been doing this beatbox class for kids that are probably like kindergarten age and somewhere in between yeah elementary somewhere school age. somewhere
1: where they start to notice they have a speech impediment like in elementary school and they go to these classes and like you know that's hard for kids to get pulled out of class and to feel like something's wrong you yeah know?
0: yeah so rather than getting pulled out of class and going into this other room where you feel like you're being singled out, and you have something wrong with you. It's you go to this class to learn how to beatbox, and the kids <laughs> have so much more fun. They apparently they didn't notice like a faster rate of improvement because they, I mean, they haven't been studying it that long. At least when I watch this video, but what they did notice is that the kids were much more willing to come back and had a lot more fun with it.
1: Yeah, I think it's. I think what's so cool about it is no one wants to go to a class and just be told like, all right, say this word and I'm gonna correct you. But with beatboxing, it's all about the muscles and how they're controlled and how you hold this shape in your mouth. And so you're teaching these children control and teaching them how to pronunciate and make these sounds and that makes it more fun. Plus they're learning a cool trick out of it. And so I think that's what's so cool about beatboxing is it's not just making music and this instrument that you can carry around with you and this thing that you can build upon, but like it's also changing individuals' lives. And I think that's what's really unique about it because I mean if I was a child and I was in a speech class like that is something I would enjoy being able to leave every day and be to go to my parents and tell them I learned the super cool sound and it also taught me how to control this and x y and z and I think that's so cool that instead of putting something in kids mouths to make them feel even more isolated and more out of place this is teaching them a cool skill and control and making their speech better so i mean i'm all for it like my kids if they have a speech impediment one day i am be like we're gonna go see brian you're gonna beatbox and you're gonna learn how to control your tongue
0: (laughs) we're gonna have fun doing it
1: (laughs) it's gonna be great
0: on that same vein um how many people in the world don't have access to an instrument there are places in the world where they are just getting internet you know literally they can see (laughs) <laughs> the youtube <laughs> and we can go watch a beatbox video or might pop yeah. up on their page or something you know there's there's so many studies that that show that learning an instrument is advantageous mm-hmm. for all sorts of you know development of the brain and it i think it has to do with the rhythm and all those other things before and in the end it's all rhythm because pitch is just rhythm but faster um right anyway so just the way that your brain has to do all of that for me it definitely helps like everyone it's anecdotal but i think music helped me in school
1: oh yeah absolutely
0: I'm thinking it'd be fun to do some demonstrations of some of the sounds so that people can.
1: Absolutely. You know, kind of hear
0: like some fun things. If this is you, if you're watching this and you think that you're willing to (laughs) go through the first awkward phases of making the fart sounds and then eventually, you know, hopefully doing some beats. And even if not, it's just fun to try. So
1: I'll even try to.
0: Here we go. Siri, how do you beatbox?
1: Here's one I've been practicing. Boots and, and boots, and and boots and cats 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 and boots and cats. I can do this all day. <laughs> Dude, if Siri can try it, like, you and I can do it. Like, yeah. honestly, if yeah. AI can do it, you can do it.
0: <laughs> so we're going to start with boots and cats, okay? All right, I'm ready right, for boots ready? and cats.
1: And if you're listening to this, like, do this with us or just listen to us and laugh with us as we kind of fail. As I fail. Brian's good at this. I'm I'm going to fail my way to the end, okay?
0: <laughs> well, here we go. Let's try okay. it. So. We're gonna start with some. We're gonna do some boots and cats.
1: <laughs> Welcome to boots and cats.
0: Boots and cats. A smoky jazz by boots and cats. Here we go. <laughs>
1: boots and cats and boots
0: and cats and boots and cats and boots. Okay. And then you're gonna try to just emphasize the p- and the, c- the p- Okay. So the p- so p- we'll p- go more from boots and cats and boots and, and cats, and, cats and, boots and boots and cats and,
1: cats and, and, cats and, and boots cats and boots She's it's doing hard it! She's do. doing it, guys! It's hard to do without smiling!
0: <laughs> Actually, <laughs> that's so true. Sometimes people we are like, yo, hit a crazy beat, and I'm like, I gotta stop laughing first. <laughs> I gotta frown to make that sound.
1: Literally, that's like, relax your face and your cheeks. Yeah.
0: <mumbles> okay, boots here we go. And then we're gonna throw some kittens in for this one. Boots and cats and boots and kitten, kitten, boots and cats and boots and kitten, kitten, boots and cats, and boots and kitten, kitten, boots and cats, boots and
1: kitten, kitten, boots, and kitten, pretend, kitten boots and cats, boots and kitten, kitten. kitten. <interactive> <intervene>
0: You did it. Woo! Okay, Grace is learning new rhythms over here guys. I'm
1: going to be walking around the rest of the day going.
0: And then you can implement. This is a fun one to learn. So you run out of breath when you're beatboxing normally in the beginning because it's all outward. Sounds. I was going
1: to ask, like, have you noticed as you've been beatboxing, your lungs have been able to like have more air in them. Does oh, that yeah. make sense? Oh, yeah. Is it like like snorkeling or like freediving where the more they do it, like the more their like lungs are able to like hold oh, yeah. air?
0: Not necessarily that I've more lung capacity, but it's maybe my diaphragm. I think you're having to, to do quick
1: like, Yeah. I think closest. it's also learning to control your air. Mm-hmm. Like not panicking. Cause that's what a lot of free divers even say is they're like, you just can't panic when you start to feel that burn, like you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing that you can still like breathe again, but like you're fine.
0: How fast can you? get all of your air in and out yeah you know?
1: that's crazy to even think about
0: <laughs> trying to i
1: hear the boots and cats
0: <laughs> just getting your breath so reaps one actually a guy I spoke about before he's like the king of that it's called uh-huh. the inward drag so that's how anyway. you can
1: like get your air back in while still continuing yeah to beatbox yeah and okay and like
0: if you try to hit just a heavy bass it's <laughs>
1: And that's as long as you can do it wow <laughs> it's a full
0: aren't you breathe in as, as much air as you can and you can't do it anywhere
1: that's fascinating
0: and if you're trying to do a sub bass lip roll it takes uh-huh. even more air <sighs> that's as long as i can do it jeez you all my air out
1: it felt it's like literally long. i can see brian's like whole like body just like <sighs> yeah i have to like soak up air <laughs> It's so crazy. Like his whole body just like expands. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, I'm getting lightheaded. Oh my god. Oh no, no, <laughs> please don't pass out.
0: <laughs> okay, so what I was gonna say was learning an inward. Oh, I really am getting lightheaded.
1: Breathe. You're good.
0: That happens on stage too. Like <laughs> when you're just like going hard, and then you're like, that was too much.
1: Like <laughs> <laughs> I feel like after a performance, like the adrenaline pumping and everything, so like you don't really hit the lightheadedness. But I feel like as soon as you come off stage, it'd probably be like
0: whoa it depends because sometimes it's just like sometimes you get cotton mouth it's like
1: oh really and and then you
0: can't beep like there's certain things you can't do your mouth's like too dry
1: cotton mouth is yeah where your mouth like dries up you don't have any spit and like you need spit to make these noises because spit and saliva lubricates your vocal cords in like your mouth and allows you to make all the mouth noises that you need yeah the last time i
0: beatboxed in front of a group that started happening and uh i just hadn't like had water in a little while and i was beatboxing quite a bit and there was it was fun i was at this like my friend's party in la and she's like yo jump on the mic do some beatboxing (laughs) and and then this other guy in the crowd could also beatbox he's like oh Oh, let me try so we like do some for fun beatbox battle against each other and i was like totally getting caught in mouth i was like gosh you can never like predict when it's gonna happen yeah um and then yeah like if you're dancing around and stuff, you just run out of air way more quickly. Yeah. Um, I mean, I beatbox all the time, just subconsciously. Yeah. And so sometimes I'll be, yeah, like if I'm ever on a jog, I'm always dropping beats. <laughs> as weird as that is, it's just there's, it's not cause because it's rhythmic, right? So you're like yeah. running, and so I always have some. It's like if the the if I'm my turn signals on in the car, that's another yeah. metronome, and so yeah. I'm, I'm always, you know beatboxing in the car and like why did i start oh it's because that song has a similar bpm and to my thing okay that makes sense
1: (laughs) that's crazy
0: what i was gonna say so inward case snare okay that's something you could maybe try the outward case snare (coughs) that's (coughs) breathing out but you can go (coughs) and so what's happening (laughs) is your your tongue and your soft palate meet (coughs) and you create pressure your lungs are trying to breathe in but you stop it because you're you block it and then you let it out it's like coming up from underwater
1: it is that's really (gasps) weird and it's really weird to like feel different parts of my mouth as well like if you're trying this with us you know what we're talking about where he is talking about the soft palate which is like basically the back of your mouth i remember because we had to take chorus in middle school and high school i always thought it was really interesting when we she our chorus teacher miss lalaika would tell us to sing from different parts of our mouth like she would be like you need to sing from like the top of your mouth
0: this is a five yeah. And this is a one. yeah like all nasally yeah
1: yeah like t- teaching us how to like basically she'd be like you need to sing from not your diaphragm or like sing from your diaphragm not your throat like you need to like sing from the roof of your mouth and i was always like what the heck does all this mean yeah. but then like you can kind of feel it when you think about it like singing from like your head even like she would like talk about all these things and i never understood it but i feel like as a beatboxer you understand it because you have to feel All those different parts of your face that other people don't feel. If you're listening to this podcast, we're actually going to do a video with Brian after this about beatboxing. He's going to do some really cool things. So check out that video on our YouTube channel because it's going to be super sick. Yeah, but that inward snare is, inward K snare is pretty cool. It's like, it's hard to think about. Like it's because your whole tongue can't stick to the top of your mouth. It's just like the back of your tongue.
0: And then the advantage of learning an inward sound is now you can beatbox forever. You can go, boot's in, boots and boots and boots and,
1: boots and boots and boots. Ooh, in, boots and, boots so the K is in. So it's like out, out, in, out, out, in. Uh huh.
0: Ooh. As I learned more sounds with beatboxing, mm-hmm. I found out actually my problem was I had too much air. Like I had to figure out how to quickly get air out.
1: Oh. So there are sounds
0: to just like quickly breathe out because was that most because, of my like, sounds were inward sounds.
1: Yeah, I was going to say. So because you were so in, you couldn't like bring in any more. And so yeah. your diaphragm was just completely full, so you had no you would not have any to like push air out. What do you think's easier, inward sounds or outward sounds?
0: Um, it's definitely easier to learn outward sounds. Okay. Like talking is outward. Yeah. You know, just most it's things that people do is outward. Do. But you'll find that things tend to sound cleaner on a microphone. Mic technique is really hard when you first start.
1: Oh, I'm sure. I feel like everything you learned is than different on a microphone
0: yes like i was talking about with the bass you know if a bass isn't plugged in then you can't hear anything so there's certain sounds that have the proximity effect like low frequencies don't travel as far when they're not amplified Mm -hmm. if i only have so much mass that can move yeah and it's moving slowly trying to create a low frequency versus fast there's just more energy in the fast one so i think it's going to be louder
1: It's like sonar. Basically, when they send out frequencies, they're not low pitch, they're high pitch. Oh, I see what you're saying. So yeah, like when you're using sonar, for example, or even in meteorology, which is like what I studied, when we're sending pulses out, we're sending out high frequencies because they bounce back faster and they don't get lost. So Hmm. you can send them out and they're going to hit something and bounce back faster. So that's why everything is like high frequency.
0: Actually, yeah. Frequencies do travel at different speeds. Mm Mm-hmm. And I feel yeah.
1: like low, anything low travels slower than anything high.
0: The other thing is, I think in terms of a visual EQ, if any music producers out there or anyone who's done anything with, with GarageBand, you've probably seen this. GarageBand. Have, have you ever played around with GarageBand? Yes. First oh, gee, experience making music you yeah. know, on a computer. and uh, And you pull up the EQ and you see... Whoosh, like a like a, a sweep you know like yeah like I'm sure your brain experiences sound differently than like visual stuff and so yeah. when I can connect the visual to this to the audio I was able to learn things a lot more quickly and so whenever there's a frequency thing like I was talking about earlier with like these low notes and the proximity mm-hmm. effect and stuff being in a studio and working with microphones and yeah and seeing what's happening in real time and watching the frequencies sweep go up and all that like it totally changed the way I experienced the world, weirdly enough. Like,
1: yeah, absolutely. Like I
0: said, just walking around and like you hear this note and you're like, oh, you know, like, yeah, that's a standing wave. That's a resonant frequency. And, you know, and like I took a an audio physics class. It was the coolest class, it was so interesting. We learned about oscillators and and how all of that works a closed, closed oscillator, a closed, open oscillator, and an open, open oscillator. That's a, crazy. a guitar string or a trumpet or a flute. Those are the examples. Yeah. Order. And our, our vocal tract is a closed open oscillator. And because of that, it, it the harmonics are odd harmonics. And your vocal tract from here, from your vocal folds to mm-hmm. the end of your mouth, that distance is different for each person. Right. It also changes the resonant frequency of your vocal tract. So some you'll be able to be a lot louder if you're singing the note that yeah. is amplified by your that, that space. Uh-huh which is, like, the same concept as me closing my thing and it all moves, you know?
1: But I think it's also so interesting because, like, talking about that, like, when people have a sinus infection or something, that also changes your voice because air is not able to escape, like up through your nose it all is basically like flattened and can only come out of your mouth so like you lose like this arch of your mouth almost and it's just like all collapsed and swollen and like (laughs) can't go anywhere but yeah literally out your mouth and i think that's super crazy too
0: yeah as you learn this stuff you experience and you're like oh like now i'm i'm sick but it's at least interesting yeah (laughs) (laughs) i have a sinus infection but i'm having fun while i do it this is great (laughs) (laughs) or when the fire alarm's going off, and you realize that it hurts your ears because fire alarms are tuned to be the frequency that is a standing wave for your inner ear canal. Really? Did you know yeah. I did not. The distance from your eardrum to kind of like the outside of your ear, yeah. the outer ear, it's like 3,500 hertz. Weird. It's like between 25 and 3,500 uh-huh. on average, the resonant frequency for that part. And so for it to be as loud as possible and wake you up while you're sleeping they have uh, they make it intentionally the most annoying sound that feels like it's ringing in your head and that's that's by design so that fire that is alarms,
1: crazy that because like they when do that fire, on purpose yeah when fire alarms go off like it makes my eyeballs feel like they're like moving if that makes sense because it's <laughs> yeah, just like it's such, blowing such blowing a like yeah it feels like it's just like vibrating back and forth in my head but that's literally so interesting yeah, to design. know that that's crazy yeah okay well I feel like you have to beatbox us out of here.
0: Okay, so let's see. We got our we got the pum boom, boom. We got the <laughs> we got the <laughs> and then you put it all together for the pum. <laughs> 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 and then a <laughs> <laughs> And then a that's a little bit and then you can use the loop station which
1: i'll grab in a that second that is so crazy i just want you guys to know like brian produced all those noises and sounds and layered them all like in his face just <laughs> now like there was no magic behind that but this loop station that he's going to use allows him to use technology his voice and to make it a little bit easier on yourself i'd say to create like a sick beat but he just created that sick beat like out <laughs> of his face out of nowhere like literally i'm just like drop a beat and he was just like <laughs> <laughs> like that was great she just
0: made a beatbox sound I made a fart yeah, noise yeah, and fart I'm noise. not
1: embarrassed about we're, yeah, it
0: yeah we're, we're, we're moving past that guys if we're not embarrassed around here anymore actually something I was gonna explain before okay hit us with I it I was so there are pressure sounds as they're called in beatbox where it's just your mouth that's making the sound and you can still use your lungs to like hum so oh you can do your throat bass and then uh that unlocks like this level of musicality with beatbox that was I'm so just, fun when I first learned how to I'm do it. I'm
1: so blown away, honestly. <laughs> like, I don't even know how to feel. I just like am looking at Brian in utter amazement because it's just literally so mind bending that all these noises are coming out of his mouth and face. And like the other thing is, it didn't just happen overnight you know you like had to learn and to practice and like accept failure and defeat along the way but then once you got it it made it that much more satisfying
0: yeah yeah it's a culmination (laughs) of years of adhd you know just
1: (laughs) i had so much adhd (laughs) before brian got here i went and painted our workbench so i totally get it yep
0: yep and if i'm ever doing something yeah like i'm never bored because i always have beatboxing to turn to
1: that's so and, But brilliant. I'm always distracted
0: because I'm beatboxing. So it's <laughs> kind of a catch-22. Sure. But um, I got to just like explain some of this. The kick drum, you know, if you have a drum set in front of you, that's what that sound is. Um, And there's kind of some different variations, but that's kind of a basic one. The hi-hat and then the snare we were doing before. There's like a lot of different variations of snares.
1: That literally sounds exactly like the one on a little keyboard.
0: Actually... That's how I started with a little keyboard. Is I was, that really? Yeah, actually, yeah. Before I was on GarageBand, <laughs> before I played drums, I was, oh my gosh. Yeah, you just unlocked that memory too.
1: Let's go. We had a little
0: <laughs> f- little cool piano and I was just like. Boop, 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 Dude, everyone on had stuff. one of
1: those pianos. I had one. I loved, I was never good at piano, but I loved to play on it Yeah. and use all the different sounds. And the drum one was always my favorite.
0: Yeah, Grace, you were meant to be a beatboxer.
1: I probably was in another life. <laughs> yeah,
0: you should meet uh my friend Paige. Um, she's a female beatboxer, and she's insane. And uh,
1: that's so cool. She,
0: yeah, you guys should go look up her stuff. She's like, she's got millions of followers on TikTok, and oh, she's like, anyway. Yeah, there's a lot of like really good female beatboxers.
1: Yeah, I was looking at it, and like, I think that's one of the coolest things. Is you know, it's not a male or female dominant. Space. Like, it's not just something that guys can do. Like, females can do this as well and utterly succeed in it, honestly. Like, it's not something that only guys can do. This is something anyone and everyone can do and to try and experience. I think that's so cool.
0: Yeah. And, you know, the main difference is is on average, you know, males have longer vocal folds and maybe their face is going to have a little more volume, you know, so sure. things might be a little bit lower. But it's actually more interesting to have a high voice in beatboxing. So I feel like girls have an advantage making, like, trumpet sounds. Yeah. And, like, mimicking all these other... They sound so much more realistic. I'm excited for you and your future <laughs> beatboxing. You're going you're gonna to... I do don't
1: it. know. We'll see. <laughs> but
0: all of those sounds, they all have pressure versions. So
1: okay.
0: That's so this is with my lungs and then this is without it's not as strong but it's almost the same sound and then you have and then you have and then you have your snare sound and then there's you know pressure versions of that um they call that the spit snare and uh that's so cool yeah it's like a it's like a clap The clap snare, the BMG snare, the spit snare. Anyway, once you learn a lot of these pressure variations of sounds, then you can. And then a zipper. There's a. Like almost all of those sounds, you can do a a pressure variation of it. I'm just amazed. uh, I'm just, I feel like I'm still scratching the surface. Like there's some beatboxes out there that are insane. But the fun part is when you have the ability to loop with yourself. So I could, I could show you kind of how that yeah, works here. Yeah, yeah, wanna, Hit
1: okay. us with a loop.
0: <laughs> I wrote the song specifically for the King of Random.
1: For the All Random right. Theory audience. This random is theory. Song here we go, you guys. song just for you. <laughs>
0: The king of random. 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 Thanks. I messed up the drop, but it, it turned out. It was good. It was, it was
1: okay. It was okay. That was so sick.
0: Admittedly, I, I did kind of copy that from Alem. He's a French beatbox champ. Sure. Um. Everyone, thanks so much for watching. You know, yes. anyone who stuck through with this, I hope you guys get some beatboxing in. I hope you believe in yourselves, you know, and just yeah. like have some fun with life and <laughs> walk around, make some fart sounds, you know?
1: Walk around, make no some shame. fart sounds. Then you'll be dropping sick beats like that. So yeah, that was seriously so cool. I am speechless. Guys, if you want to see more of this, Brian, where can they find you?
0: Um, I am on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram. Everything pretty much is Beatbox Brian. Uh, no spaces, Beat Brian with an I. So.
1: Nice. Beatbox Brian, like that's it. where you
0: can find me. And I do tutorials and stuff and other just random fun videos.
1: Yeah. So go learn. I'm going to stay learning. But yeah, yeah, this is so cool. Thank you. (laughs) 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 This was sweet. Brian, thank you so much for joining us and opening our horizons to this instrument that we literally all carry inside of us. Like that is so cool.
0: I've got the power in me.
1: (laughs) That was great. That was perfect. (laughs) Guys, I will be back next week with Josh, and we'll have an all-new Curious podcast for you uh, to keep learning about the world around you, something like that. All right, guys, we'll catch you next week. Brian, thanks for hanging out with us and opening our horizons.
0: Thanks, Grace. Thanks for watching, everyone. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye.